Houston Rallies is a movement created by the Lee Group, a Houston-based advertising agency, to help make a difference for the many other small businesses that are the heartbeat of our city. The Lee Group fully understands the struggles and trials involved with running a small business in one of the most competitive markets in the world. The Houston Rallies podcast, created in partnership with Radio Lounge, is a hub of information and inspiring stories directly from the small business owners that make Houston the great city that we all call home. From interviews with movers and shakers to thought pieces on best practices for advertising your business's specific services, Houston Rallies is your destination for advertising insight and inspirational ideas. Hey, I'm Mark Pereira. I'm an account supervisor at the Lee Group. We're an advertising agency um, here in Houston, Texas, and we are the uh, founders and creators of the Houston Rallies campaign. Today, we're talking with Cornerstone Automotive. They're an automotive repair shop located in West Houston. Uh, and joining us for our podcast, we've got Tony Gregory, the founder of the company, and we also have Matthew Schwab, the new owner of the location over on Derry Ashford and Memorial. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good. Very good. Thank you for having us, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. We're here. Thanks. Cornerstone Automotive has been around for almost 30 years. Can you tell me why you started Cornerstone Automotive and what the company means to you? Well, I started because I wanted to own my own business. And um, I thought that the market could use the public driving people that drive cars could use a uh, automotive shop. Uh, in West Houston that emphasized quality and honesty. And I felt like that was something that we could bring to the market that would um, benefit those that own cars. The location on Dairy Asher and Briar Forest was not your first location, correct? It was my second. Yeah. My second. And I had a, a joint venture partner, but um, after about a year or so, I bought him out. And it was it was always named Cornerstone Automotive. So. Um, that's, that's that was uh, my second store. Uh, our first location was at Wilcrest uh, Memorial and, and uh, Briar Forest, and we started that one in '92, and then we built the store on Derry Ashford in '96. Um, I will have built a total of seven stores here by this year, and. Um, this will be my third one to sell. So I'll still have four stores. And so they're not all in Houston. I have two in San Antonio, one in Temple, Texas, and one in Round Rock, Texas. And the one in Round Rock, Texas is opening later this year? Yes. Huh? Yeah, it's under construction now. Cool. So Matt, how did you get involved with Cornerstone? The short story is that uh, I actually grew up with Tony's kids uh, graduated from Stratford High School in uh, 2003 and uh, knew his daughter Hope well. Um, so I'd always known about Cornerstone Automotive. I'd always known about Tony and his family and the great reputation they had. Um, and just like Tony, about 30 years ago, uh, I wanted to be a business owner. And my dad ran into Tony at a Christmas party and uh, one thing led to another. And so uh, we, we, uh, signed the documents about 
six six weeks ago, and and I took over as the owner operator of Cornerstone Dairy Ashford. So, what's that like? I mean, starting a new business and selling a business at any time is 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 a dicey proposition and and requires a lot of dedication and, and guts and, and all of that. What's that like doing that in the middle of a of a global pandemic? Well, uh, one of my partners refers refers to it as jumping off the cliff. So it'd be something uh, feeling sim- similar to that. But uh, fr- uh, from the beginning, I was impressed with Matt and his knowledge of the business, his energy, his enthusiasm, and um, his willingness to just get in there and 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 work. So, uh, and as Matt said, our families have known each other for many years. And um, so when we say I met his dad at a Christmas party, it's not like I just met him. I knew him pretty well. So, um, so that was, uh, it added some pressure to be in the middle of that pandemic and business slowing down. But uh, both sides persevered because I think we wanted it to happen. And so we we came to an agreement. It was, you know, it, it had some impact on our negotiations. But again, we both persevered through it, and we and we got the deal done. And Matt's been doing a great job over there, and uh, really looking forward to his continuing leadership for that. Thanks, Tony. Uh, I'll I'll just add, um, Mark. You know, Cornerstone is a faith-based company, and um, we we like to operate our business um, just with a faith-based. Not only just the way we do business, but also the way we go into business is faith. And uh, it took a lot of faith to say, "Okay, we don't know what the future is going to look like." Um, you know, there's a global pandemic going on. But uh, we feel like this is what we're supposed to do. And so let's work together to make this happen. And um, we were able to come together. So with God's leading, it it all worked out. So it was a really cool uh, situation. We had to, like Tony said, we had to negotiate and we had to work uh, and push and pull a little bit to help each other out through this. But it, it was more of a linking arms. Let's get through this together. And uh, Tony has has just been such a blessing helping helping us get into business. Well, thank thank you, Matt. But yeah, we there was some um, pushing and pulling, and extra pressure, I think, because of the pandemic. But again, we worked through it, so uh, we're happy with the results. Absolutely. Yeah, one of the things as we're doing this Houston rallies campaign, obviously, we, we want to shine a light on on small businesses, and and we were as we're looking for businesses to promote. Obviously, we we're looking for. There were several different criteria. One was part of town. We wanted to represent all different parts of Houston. Um, another one was the type of industry. We wanted to represent not just, especially when all of the shutdowns were happening, restaurants were still operating because you could do takeout and things like that. But we wanted to do all different types of industries, not just be a hub for which restaurants are providing to go, you know? Um, and so and so, y'all definitely hit the, those two criteria, but the, really the big thing that we were looking for was what's the hook, what's the story behind that that would interest people, and I really think we, we want Houston Rallies to be a, a resource for small business owners and to be a source of, of inspiration and to look at other people and what they're doing, and so I think that story of y'all still moving forward during this crazy time is, is one that I think lots of people can look to and see 
you know, hey, yes, things are crazy right now, but my dreams are worth pursuing and, and my business aspirations are worth going after. So I think that that's a, a really great story. Well, yeah, I would say that. Uh, so we started talking before the pandemic. We yep. Pretty deep into discussions about different aspects of the deal and the different financial aspects of the deal. And <laughs> when the pandemic comes, comes along, just like kind of slams us. And um, for a while there, as Matt said, it was pretty uncertain. But uh, I'd say Matt's determination and um, his ability to have a vision for what he wants to do is uh, is what made the deal. So, absolutely, and and vice versa. You know, I think um, having having this you know young, let's say uh, probably over ambitious guy who wants to be a business owner versus uh, I'm not calling you old Tony, but seasoned uh, business owner who's been through. Um, floods and been through, you know, hard situations, it felt, it felt like we had a good balance to get through this because Tony had a cool, calm, collected kind of feel through this saying, Hey, we've been through this before. We'll get through it again. And that's kind of with all the Houston rallies businesses. Um, really, I think that the power of humanity and the power of trade and the power of commerce is that, you know, um, people can still provide a service and other people can still pay for that service and help each other out in the midst of a hard time. Um, if they're doing it well and the people that do it well and do it honestly and strive through this, um, and are doing it to help other people out are the ones that, that make it through well. And that's what was so intriguing to me about the automotive industry is we maintained an essential business and we're keeping people on the road who were part of other essential businesses who had to get to work and had to maybe go to the hospital and serve COVID patients. We were able to keep them on the road. And that's, that's what really, I think, excited us about moving forward. Matt, you, you haven't always been in the automotive industry. So how, how'd you get started in your professional life and how'd you get from where you started to, to where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually started out as, as a youth pastor. Uh, so how I became a, an automotive, uh, shop owner from a youth pastor, um, is once again, uh, God's, God's crazy, mysterious ways. But, you know, I was, I was a customer with, um, and on a low income, you know, youth pastor salary really respected, uh, the shop that I took my car to and they, I trusted them and they updated me and they were, um, just respectful of, you know, who I was and what I did, um, and, and supported that. And so we, my wife, um, got into the doctorate of physical therapy program at Emory in Atlanta, Emory university in Atlanta. And so we were moving and I was hoping to stay on, um, a, as a youth pastor in Atlanta and that didn't work out. There, there just wasn't an opportunity and so I reached out to the owner of the shop that I was uh, was going to is actually Christian Brothers Automotive, the franchisee there, and was able to get plugged in with Christian Brothers and uh, operate a store in Atlanta while I was there. And so the long story short is, you know, I had to learn a lot uh, getting into automotive and learn the business, 
but the values and really just the basics of building relationships, taking care of people, earning trust was the same thing from being a youth pastor to running an automotive business. Um, it's all about relationships. It's all about um, making people feel comfortable and making sure that when they bring their car to you, they can look you in the eyes and know that uh, you're not trying to take advantage of them. And so was able to find some success um, with that brand in Atlanta and then um, back in Houston before I decided to go out on my own and, and take the risk uh, outside of a franchise system. So what's what's the biggest challenge that, that y'all have right now, both both at your specific location, Matt, and as, as Cornerstone as a whole? What's the biggest challenge you have right now and what are you doing to overcome that challenge? Well, the biggest challenges are always managing people. And um, so at Cornerstone, uh, Matt's done a good job of managing people. At my other stores, um, just the sort of day-to-day issues of making sure everybody is working as a team and pulling on the rope in the same direction and um, trying to keep people uh, within the vision of Cornerstone Automotive and uh, keeping both the customers and the employees as, as a priority in our lives and not, you know, not thinking it's all about us, but it's really first about our customers. As Matt said, are we earning their trust? Are they comfortable doing business with us? And then as our employees, are we putting them in a position to succeed? And are they, do they feel part of our team? That's, that's absolutely. uh, Tony, Tony nailed it on the head. It's just, taking care of your team, supporting them, um, and just knowing customers and employees, everyone is carrying a a different burden and an extra load right now. And so being mindful of an employee having to leave early because the daycare is closing early because of COVID that needs to clean, you know, we have to maintain and operate normal business as usual with a whole nother layer of precaution. So wiping down every single steering wheel, every single vehicle, every single key to disinfect it, disinfecting our counter and our lobby and our front door every hour, you know, we're, we're maintaining normal business while also adding on this, a whole nother set of responsibilities on top of that. And meanwhile, our customers are doing the same thing in their places of businesses and their homes. And so we're trying to continue to operate uh, to, to continue to be, um, to not spread the virus, but to, to be, you know, to, to continue to flatten the curve as best as we can in our little, uh, shop. And so I think that's been the biggest challenge is we're not just running business as usual. It's, it's a whole nother set of, uh, kind of standards, but also responsibility. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's something that we're, it's good because we're all in the same boat. We're all having to learn how to operate in this new world. And so I think one of the biggest takeaways from this, from this situation is, is, you know, we, we are all operating in something that we have never had to operate in before. You know, I'm working from my house. My, my boss is, is, is pretty traditional. And so she likes to have people in the office. And so this has been a learning curve for the lead group because, you know, we are all working remotely from home and launching campaigns and doing media buys and, holding meetings. And so 
it's 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 definitely a, a different world that we live in and everyone is having to learn how to adapt and how to make mm-hmm. that work. Just repairing cars, you can't do it remotely. Exactly. That's the thing. You have to put your hands on it and uh, make sure our employees are safe too. They feel safe. Mm-hmm. Part of what Matt was saying, wiping down steering wheels, and, um, just being uh, making sure that we're protecting our employees as well. Exactly. But y'all are doing things to try to meet people halfway. I know you can't work remotely, but you are doing, you are providing services to to help people who don't want to go out in public. Talk a little bit about what you're doing to to address that. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. So, um, you know, one one opportunity for us is, especially being in the middle of a community, um, a lot of people working from home. Uh, we're able to offer pickup and delivery services from your home or from your place of work. So we will have an employee come to your house, uh, pick up your car, bring it to the shop, um, do the repairs, communicate completely via text message and email, um, have you uh, be able to review the estimate, review the digital vehicle inspection that we send with pictures and videos on the repairs on the vehicle, um, and even pay online. Uh, not even have to bring your credit card to the shop and then we'll deliver the, sh- the car back to your home. And so, again, it, if someone is very high risk or has a family member that's very high risk that still does not feel comfortable going into public, uh, but has to continue to maintain their vehicle, um, we, we're, we're, we're willing to and, and also really ramping up that service to be able to offer that to our community. I think it's a great service that y'all provide. And I think that that's something that even not in a pandemic world that people can find value in. There's there's so many times when I need to get my car worked on and it's it's a hassle to have to go and take it and then figure out how you're going to get to work or you're going to work from the... And so this is this service um, and this innovation that you've done is really going to help meet people where they're at regardless of, of if they're high risk or anything like that. If I'm just too busy or too lazy to come and take <laughs> my car, there's really no excuse to get your car worked on, you know? You're exactly right. Tony, if you could go back to yourself when you were either when you were first starting Cornerstone or when you were first starting your career, I know that Cornerstone wasn't what what you first started your career with. And so if you could go back and talk to yourself back then, what piece of advice would you give yourself? Well, I, you know, I've, I think the main thing is that uh, I would try to strengthen my, um, my knowledge of how to manage, um, multiple businesses or how to manage a single business with multiple locations is what I mean. And um, so I, I think that would be the main area that I would look to strengthen um, that I didn't really, you know, give a lot of thought to or a whole lot of consideration to. I was just like ambitious. Hey, we did this one store. Let's do another one. Hey, here's another opportunity. Let's do that. And so. Um, not that they, my stores haven't been successful, but it's just, uh, it's one thing to manage one or two stores and it's another thing to manage uh, five or six stores. So I think I would try to strengthen myself in that area. Um, but otherwise, and, and you know, that our format is, uh, we have owner operators in our stores. They're not just employees. Um, a financial and uh, long-term interest in the success of the store 
And so that um, that that works pretty well. Um, keep everybody on the same page. Matt, I know your your career specifically at Cornerstone is just getting started, but you you've you've been around for a bit. What's one piece of advice you'd give yourself if you could go back and talk to young Matt fresh out of UT? Sometimes I tend to be too forward thinking, as you could probably pick up from my ambition that I don't look back. Um, but I, I think you know learning to have patience and learning to um, learning to digest information before just acting on it uh, has gotten me that that quality I wish I had a little bit more and I'm, I'm still learning it every single day and so um, just constantly learning to look big picture as Tony said you know um, how do you how do you look big picture and how do you uh, run a brand in multiple locations as that's my ambition to, to own multiple locations someday um, how do you do that and do that wisely and grow um, well and grow not only, you know, not just too quick, but grow in a smart way um, instead of just too quickly. So I think that would probably be my, my advice is, Hey, slow down. Everything's going to be okay. Uh, <laughs> and just learn from others and, and be humble and, uh, and grow, you know, in a good manner. Yeah. I, in business, what you learn a lot of times, I think after you've done it a while or had your own business is that not every business opportunity is the right opportunity. It may even be a good opportunity, but it may not fit some, some uh, criteria that you have, some visions that you have for your company. It may not be the right person. It may not be the right time. So you, you have to sort of use that to balance your ambition of wanting wanting to do more and have more impact, which is the, probably the main quality that drives us most entrepreneurs. And I've heard, I've heard the quote of business is like, it, it's like a bus. Another one's going to come around, you know, and don't always just jump on the first one. Um, and so, and, and, you know, the truth is this cornerstone wasn't the first business I looked at. Um, but, but it was the one that I was most excited and passionate about because of the reputation. You know, it's, it's a lot, easier to build a business off of something that already had a good reputation and a good customer base and a good team than having to, you know, basically start from scratch or repair a bad reputation. And so that was something that Tony did a great job building this brand and building this reputation. And so for me to be a part of that was very attractive. One of the things that I've learned as I've been talking to all of these business owners through the Houston Rallies campaign is is this idea of time management, owning your own business. There are a million things that you have to do in order to get them done. And so my question for you, Tony, is you've got, you know, you've got Cornerstone with several different locations. You're very involved with your church, Bridgepoint. You're involved with the Battleship Texas. You've got four kids. You've got eight grandkids. How do you, what is your, do you have any sort of secret to time management? How do you, how do you balance all of those things? I delegate to my wife. <laughs> it's a blessing, really, to have a lot going on. Uh, it's difficult sometimes, but you. I guess I'm just kind of a grinder. I'm going to grind, grind through what needs to be done, try to prioritize things, and try to get the most important things done. And and um, so work off of work off a set of priorities. But um, 
I wasn't kidding altogether. My wife is my business partner and helps me with um, different administrative duties in the business. And um, of course, she's also grandmother in chief. So she does a lot more in that regard than I do. And um, so it's really, um, for the most part, something I enjoy having a lot of irons in the fire. Uh, and so I try not to complain too much about it. The person I was talking to yesterday was saying, if it's important to you, you make time for it. Um, and and you just you just find the way to make it work. Um, and I think right. Tony, you've done a great job of finding the things that are important to you and making them work and giving them the due time that they need. It doesn't feel like one certain thing is lacking yeah. because you're focusing on something else. So, yeah, well, I, to a certain degree, I like hands-on kind of stuff. I mean, to a certain degree. And so uh, my, my ambition was not necessarily to have our hundred or 200 stores, but um, these seven stores seem to be about right for me. And it may be that, you know, somebody else has other priorities and wants to, you know, maybe Matt wants to expand even beyond that and, and do bigger things than that. But that's, he will learn, he will operate off of his priorities. And uh, so everybody has a different set of priorities. And um, you just, as Matt said, we're kind of a faith-based organization and we try to keep things in perspective and uh, try to be humble about what we're doing and have the attitude of serving, serving others, serving our customers, serving our employees, and serving our children and grandchildren. So Matt, what's next for Cornerstone? What What are you, I know you've got big visions. I know there are some some things you've got that you aren't quite ready yet, but I know that there's, I, I know you have big ideas. So, so what's, what's, what is the next month, six months, year look like for, for Cornerstone? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking, Mark. So uh, first of all, is just um, kind of like I, I said earlier, uh, taking care of the first one well, you know, and not jumping onto the next thing too quickly. And so, um, However, once we get to that point where I feel like we have implemented pickup and delivery well and are serving our customers well and feel like we are a well-oiled machine, um, I'd love to repeat the process and um, look at another small mom and pop uh, who is looking to exit and you know maybe not even know where to find a buyer um, and be able to enter in and not only help that person who's maybe been in business for 20 years um, exit and you know um, capitalize on the investment that they've poured their heart and soul into their business, um, but also carry on the legacy. Um, so, so to me right now, I, I like the idea of uh, purchasing existing locations that already have a great customer base and already have uh, are already in, you know a staple in the community, and just implementing new processes, updating you know, point of sale software and um, just growing to where we can, you know, have several locations in Houston and be able to serve the entire Houston area. Um, kind of going back to Tony's, you know, point on, on time management um, and, and growing is my hope also is uh, not, not just delegating, but also empowering to my current employees and giving them opportunities to step up and um, grow and, 
maybe own and run run these businesses. So Tony's done a great job with taking people in the business and and giving them a chance and an opportunity um, to have leadership positions. And that's that's where I would love to. That's my passion as well. Is is people who've been in this industry give them a chance to maybe own a store one day or or have some equity in one of these businesses um, and and allow them to empower them to 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 run the business. So that's kind of the uh, that's kind of the goal right now, Mark. Um, is is just grow one at a time and uh, and if anyone's willing and and ready to take that step into retirement, I'd, I'd be interested in uh, talking about behind them out. I think that's a great point, Matt, about empowering people that work for you and are doing a good job. Um, sort of one of the emotional payoffs for me was a couple of years ago, doors within the space of about a month or two months, I had three of my partners, the owner operators of the store, three of the five uh, say to me voluntarily, this business is my dream come true. This is what I want to do. And so um, that's a, that was encouraging to me that um, I'd been able to empower them and they had bought in and uh, they were, uh, I mean, not to mention in business, that's commitment, right? That's, that showed their commitment to make it a success. And so um, I think it's a great point that, that Matt makes. And again, that's, when you get to the point in business where you can empower others to do what you have been doing, and in some cases do an even better job, I'd say you're a good success when you find people that do a better job than you do of running. Correct. And that's happened a few times. That's, that's been a great uh, emotional payoff that hope generally leads to a pretty good financial situation. Yeah, I've heard it said, if you want to be successful, surround yourself with people more successful than you and surround yourself with people who are who are better than at things than you are. And you'll rise to their level and help them rise to another level. And so I think that that's 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 a key part of that. Yeah. as well. Right. It's important to recognize when somebody has that quality and give them that opportunity. So let's talk about Houston for a second. Matt, I know that you were passionate about West Houston you wanted to you wanted to come back to West Houston when you came back from Atlanta um, because that's where you grew up. But but let's talk about just Houston as a whole. And this is a question for both of you. What do you love about Houston? Why why Houston? I, I love Houston because um, many reasons. I've I've lived. I li- I went to the University of Texas, so I lived in Austin and Atlanta, Georgia for five years. So those are the only other cities I've lived in. And and what what I love about Houston is is just it, it feels like a working man's town it, it feels like people work hard and everyone respects hard work um and it's a diverse city and there's businesses everywhere um and and it's just built on small businesses it's built on hard work and i just love that mentality and i and i feel like um people just really uh respect that and so for me specifically, um, coming back to West Houston and serving the very community that raised me up uh, was just exciting for me to be a part of that and to be able to see moms and dads of friends uh, come into my shop and get to take care of them as they took care of me when I was a punk little kid in uh, West Houston. And so, um, yeah, so Houston's home to me. It it always will be home to me, and uh, that that's really what I love about the city is that I think people really respect hard work and 
uh, give people a chance and, and just like Tony gave me a chance. So. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree. Houston encourages small business, encourages entrepreneurs. And it's, it's fairly easy to open up a business in Houston as opposed to other cities. I'm, I'm um, building a store in another city these days, and um, the city um, fathers keep placing obstacles in my path. <laughs> so I keep telling them, you are eliminating mom and pop businesses from being able to operate here and bring good quality service at a lower price to your community because all the obstacles you put in our path cost money and not everybody can afford to over has the capital to overcome those obstacles. And uh, of course it falls on deaf ears. Probably saying behind their back, ah, he's another one of those Houston guys where they are zoning. But the benefit of it is that, um, just like Matt says, Houston is a place that encourages you to take risks, to encourage you to start your own deal. And if you succeed, that's respected and honored. And um, you'll even find people that will help you. So um, it's not always the same. It's not always like that in other places where we've had businesses. The core values of, of Houston rallies. One of the core things of our mission is to provide specific ways for people to support local businesses. So what are some specific ways that people can support Cornerstone Automotive? How can they find you? How can they patronize your business? Talk about that a little bit. Well, then go on our website. Um, I just, you know, if bring us your car, um, sometimes you know, people are still officing from home, so it might be a little easier to get the car there. Or, or Matt says we can come pick it up, but uh, people are not running around maybe quite as much as they were when they were going to and from their office or their place of business every day. So uh, you might want to use that time to get your car maintenance updated. Things are opening up. Maybe you are going to be able to take that summer vacation. So we want to help you keep your car's maintenance up to date so that you on the road and stay on the road. And when Houston traffic comes back, you won't break down on loop 610 at five o'clock in the afternoon. And, and I, I would just say, spread the word. Um, it, you know, we, we live and die off of, off of Google reviews and our web presence and, you know, big, big chains that aren't based in Houston um, can sometimes dominate with, uh, media buying power. And that's why I really respect Houston rallies and what you guys are doing um, is, is giving, you know, free advertising to a small business like us that um, doesn't have the funds to do something like that. And that has been a huge blessing, a huge gift to us uh, where, you know, with, with a big chain, they can just, they can just overload you with brand awareness and overload you with advertising. We build our business off of word of mouth and Google reviews. And so if you've had a good experience at Cornerstone, go online and write a, you know, write a review on Google for us, or just tell your friends about us. Hey, you know, we're, this is where I get my car service. That support goes a million miles for us. And um, our number 281-584-0200 is actually live uh, texting. 
So even if you don't want to pick up the phone, you can text that number and I'll instantly respond and we can do whatever you need um, to make it easy for you. So text us, tell your friends about us, and then go online and uh, give us a review if you've used us before. If not, come check us out. And I, I'm, I'm positive. I'll, I'll guarantee that you'll have a great experience. Well, guys, this has been a ton of fun. Uh, thank you so much for being on this podcast today, uh, Tony Gregory and Matt Schwab. I wish you all the best of luck. Um, you know, we are, I will come and take my car to your shop, Matt, um, many, many times. I had a deal with the previous owner, so maybe we can we can work something out. Um, I, I'll, so I'll honor it. I'll honor it for you. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we got it on tape, Matt. We got it on tape. We're, yeah, we're still recording. I think your Houston Rallies idea and the way you followed through is great, Mark. And uh, the Lee Group, I have to, like Matt said, give my compliments to the Lee Group for um, really looking for a way to serve the community during the pandemic and coming up with promoting small business. So uh, kudos to you and your group. Thank you. Yeah, we, we've had fun doing it. It's been great connecting with these these local businesses. And it's been great to, you know, a lot of times we're hindered by by clients' budgets and clients' expectations and, and what they want to do. And this has been a great opportunity for us to really just say, okay, how much do we want to spend? How creative do we want to be? What do we want to do? And just do it. There's no... I mean, there's some approval. Obviously, we send the the, the collateral to the business owners, and y'all have feedback and, and everything. But for the most part, it's 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 Dan, the the owner of the company, has been go and play, and we've been able to play and have a ton of fun and learn things and hone our craft. And so, it's been a fun campaign to work on for sure. Great, thank you, Mark. Okay, yeah, thank yeah. you. Thanks, y'all. Are you a local small business owner looking for some help connecting with potential customers? Is there a specific topic you'd love to hear more about? Visit our website at HoustonRallies.com and click Join the Movement. Fill out the form. We'd love to hear from you. We invite you to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for listening. And remember, we are strong. We are resilient. We are Houston.